Hello, and welcome to Soulful Wildflowers, a podcast where we explore topics and modalities to help raise your vibration, strengthen your internal guidance system, and your connection with self. I'm Carrie, a writer, emotional wellness coach, empath, and explorer of spirituality. My goal is to awaken the lightworker inside of you by discussing topics you may have previously thought out of reach. So welcome to Woo Woo 101, a down-to-earth approach to spirituality. As Dolly Parton once said, wildflowers don't care where they grow. So no matter where you are in your awakening, years in or just starting to explore, you're exactly where you need to be. We're so grateful you're here and can't wait to grow with you. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Soulful Wildflowers podcast. Um, we're about 30 minutes late here due to technical difficulties. Um, trying to figure out why Zoom and Facebook did not want to play nice together. So, but we are live. We are here. I am Carrie Fox. I'm with my co-host Jess Rand today, and and we are going to talk about energy, which is one of my like favorite subjects, honestly, um, because we are energy. We live in energy. We're surrounded by energy. All the things. Um, but first, before we jump in, how are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? It's been a week. I'm good. It's been a week, but we're we're here in the weekend, so it's good. Yeah, we made it to the weekend. I I was um, telling Marsha this morning, my stepmom, that I, I've probably cried more this week than I have in like the past three months. It's just been <laughs> like one of those hitting my limits all over the place, and it's been very stressful. Yeah, I think I might have ground down like half of my teeth. Like there may not be much left of them. <laughs> like my, my emotional response when I'm like at my limit is not to cry, um, but just to like <laughs> just like not hold everything. Yeah, just try not to explode because you're not always in a place where you can explode. So. Yeah, I can completely understand that. Yeah, work has been um, challenging. And like, there's a lot of goal expectations to me and not necessarily meeting said goals and a lot of friction and conflict. And um, yeah, it just feels like it's been really like pushing, like walking through mud this week. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like maple syrup on a cold day. Yeah, <laughs> I like that one, yeah. So, and today, today is actually May 15th, and did you know that today is a special day? No, what's today? Do you know, do you know whose birthday it is today? Should it's I? It's not mine. <laughs> I know it's not yours. <laughs> no, it's my dad's birthday today. Oh. Yeah, so happy heavenly birthday to my dad. Yeah, yeah. So we are, um, yeah. And, and I guess the second best maybe are in November. I don't know. <laughs> but I think today we're going to, so obviously Wes is out with the kids right now, but I think later today we're going to go pick up a little cake and kind of mini celebrate. And I mean, 
the girl, like we're very open with the girls and, and often talk about my dad and, and I mean, I've got pictures of them all over the place, but, um, you know, I know they kind of like frown upon letting the balloons go because like birds will eat them or something. So I was like, well, we can eat cake. That That's, you know, everybody enjoys cake. So I think that's uh, what we're going to do today. Totally be on board for that. Your dad's a cake guy. He would have. Yeah, yeah. He would have said, "Eat your cake." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would always um, like when I would when I like pre kids and I had time to bake. He would always be like, "Oh, is there any anything in the bowl left? Did you leave any on the spoon for me?" He was always, you know, in the kitchen, like, "What you doing? What you doing?" So it's a. I think it's a. Maybe we'll even make a cake to kind of celebrate. That would be fun. I think that's we should a good do. Idea. Yeah, that feels good. And everybody gets gets a spoon to lick. Yeah, <laughs> in honor, yes. or you know, licking the icing off the candles, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, let's jump to our topic because I know we're like super late. <laughs> um, today we're we're going to talk about masculine versus feminine energy. And Jess, I know you and I were kind of talking uh, backstage, I'll say, beforehand, and this is kind of a, a newer subject for you. And yeah. so um, it's going to be like more, yeah, it's going to be more like a teaching style, I feel. So I'm kind of excited about it. I love teaching. So, okay, so first I kind of want to set some, some like ground here in the sense that when we're talking about masculine versus feminine energy, it's not in the sense of, um, you know, what, like a macho man is masculine or like mm -hmm. big muscles is masculine or that, you know, car over there is masculine, changing your, your flat tire. Like it's not that, um, what I, I feel like your standard, you know, girls do this, boys do that. Mm -hmm. um, I would, anybody who's listening, if you're live with us, um, kick that notion out because that's not what we're talking about today. Masculine and feminine energy is more like yin and yang. It's more like balanced sun and moon. It's very much, um, you know, kind of more like your type A personality and kind of go with the flow. So it's it's this it's a whole idea about balance and like not leaning too far in the masculine or too far in the feminine, but having equal balance between both. So um, I learned a new word today. I probably learned this somewhere in school and just don't remember it. But so a synonym is when you have multiple words that um, they're different, but they like mean the same thing. So like mm -hmm. beautiful and pretty and right. So mm -hmm. homonyms, <laughs> I'm probably butchering that, but it's where <laughs> a single word has multiple meanings. So like the word bark, you have bark from a tree or like your dog is barking. So this is mm -hmm. very much kind of the same thing. Like when we're talking about masculine, this is just a different um, definition okay of masculine. Okay. That makes Does that sense. make sense? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I was like, how can I, I, I wanted to be able to differentiate between the two because they are very different. Um, 
And I feel like if you have kind of that uh, societal definition, it could be really hard to transition yeah. to reading about it in not like a gender, yeah, like yeah, yeah. masculine is male, a, a man and feminine is a female. Like that, yeah. that's not this type of um, what we're talking about. It's just, you know, black versus white. It's that contrast. So okay. like two opposite so, sides of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So we'll start off by talking about masculine energy. And I think um, this is something that as a society is kind of um, traditionally more requested, like when you go to school or you're in a business, like these types of qualities and traits, these masculine traits are prized and um, considered traits to have that you want to show like on your resume kind of thing. So things like organization, being on time, <laughs> um, those are kind of more masculine um, types of, of energy or characteristics in this sense. Um, productivity, like actually producing an end result would be a masculine energy. And then usually anytime you're, um, using your logical brain, you're mm -hmm. thinking, you're, you're um, like inquisitive, you're questioning, you're kind of working through like the puzzle pieces, that is your masculine side. So on the opposite spectrum, your feminine is going to be creativity. And it's almost like left brain, right brain, right? Yeah. You have your creativity, your flow, um, just kind of letting things come to you not necessarily being on a linear path anywhere, but just like, I'm gonna go over here today and now I'm gonna go over there. Um, very childlike. Like if you think, like if I think about my children today, <laughs> just trying to get them out the door, it's like, oh, squirrel. <laughs> you know, it's like they get distracted very easily. And it's not that it's, um, you know, again, I think in today's society, those more masculine characteristics are considered prized. But at the same time, the feminine characteristics are necessary in life in general, like that cre thinking outside the box, like is a well-valued. Yeah, and I Go find ahead. myself needing to use a lot of them. I mean, you sent me that list. And as you're speaking, like I'm thinking of a lot of things that I use in my day-to-day -day work life that are, you know, some of those more feminine qualities, like you're saying, like that creativity and thinking outside the box. I use that a lot when I'm trying to problem solve at work, you know. Um, so I, I think like you talked about the yin and the yang and having a, a balance of both um, seems to be necessary in ideal. some instances yeah yeah ideal is a good way to put it yeah it's um it's like you don't like like you said when you have a spectrum you don't want to lean too far one way or too far the other way like um being really passive which is something like i i like to call myself a, a former people pleaser actively working on that <laughs> and so being very passive like whatever you want it's fine you know yes 
a yes man. Yes, that's fine. Everything's fine. Um, you don't want to lean too far that way. Like you should be allowed to speak your mind, speak your opinion and collaborate. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of, um, how do we get to that middle ground and not lean so far one way or the other? Yeah. I, you know, when we were thinking about this topic and you, you kind of shared a little bit of, about what you meant by that topic, because at first I was like, I don't know what she means. <laughs> And then, you know, where is she going with this? More. And, you know, I started thinking, um, you know, there's value in being able to identify the different types of energy and seeing the value in those different types of energy and knowing when to tap in to those different aspects of yourself or the situation. Because it's not just about you, but I feel like knowing how to identify those qualities or the, or that energy um can help you to be more connected to the situation of the moment um at the time yeah definitely it's and we talk about this a lot here on the podcast but about awareness right mm -hmm. like when you acknowledge that like hey i'm you know the idea of producing right is a masculine energy but if you're constantly producing if you're constantly going you're gonna burn out yeah so it's like oh wow hey you know this has been a really um active week for me i need to take the weekend to really rest to like come into my feminine and do some self-care um okay. you know maybe do something lux luxurious for myself, like eat certain foods, like, you know, salmon for me, I consider luxurious because it's not something we eat very often. Right. Yeah. So like treating yeah. yourself and like um, pouring into your cup. So I like this idea about like it being a two-step process, like, Oh, you're aware of the situation. You're mm -hmm. aware of this energy that you've been producing or you're constantly active and now you can make a decision to either continue to produce and probably end up in burnout or to recognize that now is a really good time to kind of flow back a little bit on the opposite spectrum yeah. and incorporate some of that rest and self-care. Mm -hmm. So you had sent me that list of, you know, masculine energy qualities and then the female energy qualities. Can you run through that again? Yeah, so not again, but can you run through that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I also um I'll also say like in astrology and even like um historical gods and goddesses, like you generally have a yin and a yang and and it's interesting because you'll have like a male god like Apollo, he's the sun god, right? And then you'll have um, a female goddess who's going to be that opposite. So um, I believe it's Selene is the like the goddess of the moon. And I believe that's Greek mythology. Okay. But like throughout even like Egyptian um, gods and goddesses, you usually have like a primary god and a primary goddess that represents like the sun, the masculine energy, and then um, the moon, the softer female energy kind of going with the flow. And it, I, I point that out because the sun and the moon is a great example of that yin and yang. 
you get 50% yeah. of your day is, you know, essentially sun and then 50% is moon. And it's that mm -hmm. cycle of like constant balance and um, seasonal okay, even. Really connecting for me. That, 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 <laughs> that's really making sense to me. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and, and a lot of times in, um, like in mythology also, when you're talking about gods and goddesses, and I am not an expert by any means, I actually, I'm thinking of somebody who is, and I would love to have them on the podcast, so note to self, but your, your god is usually going to be um, like, you know, warrior, active, like very... Um, passionate and forceful and and all like more masculine qualities um you know solution oriented more exactly exactly that's a really good word for it i like that one um competition right there's always like i have to beat this guy or i have to you know outsmart this person so there's a lot of that like logical um processing going on and then on the opposite spectrum, when you're talking about like the moon or the goddesses, you're talking about fertility, which is also going to be like cycles of rest and relaxing, um, like home and hearth, like taking care of things, self-care, incorporating um, not just care of yourself, care of others. Intuition is also considered like a feminine quality because you're relying less on your logical two plus two is four. And like, what does four mean? Like, I, I'm trying to think of a good example of this, but oh, four represents, you know, a four leaf clover, which means luck, which, you know, it's more of like this um, simile of different words and how they kind of coalesce together and, um, flow I mean flow is just really and if you think of like a woman's menstrual cycle it's flow yeah um giving birth like it's a flow process right so um there's definitely more relying more on your emotions and tuning in more on your emotions versus um that logical thinking yeah as you're speaking like some things that kind of stand out to me and what I'm kind of understanding about that is it's a lot more organic and natural and more looking inward versus thinking about what you're presenting your strategy your your stance on things and more external interactions that's what i'm kind of hearing from what you're saying yeah i like that definitely and I, I also just want to reiterate, because I, you know, as we're talking about gods and goddesses and, and their um, like symbolism to me, it's a symbol of this type of energy, but it doesn't mean that only women have intuition, only women yeah. have feelings, right? Obviously, men have feelings too. Um, maybe they express them differently and society kind of also conditions them to yeah. maybe put a barrier on that. But I think we're really seeing, at least just in my perspective of where we are today in society, like we're really seeing this really cool bridge between what historically society would have said, um, you are a man, you know, you were born with male parts, here's how you need to act mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. 
you know, you're female with female parts and this is how you're meant to act. Like we, we're in this really cool place where I think everybody's kind of um, being given more and more permission to explore some of those more masculine qualities if you're female and more feminine qualities if you're a male. And again, this has nothing to do with like gender roles or, um, you know, what you were born with, but it's, it's more of just that, that energetic state and how you feel versus, um, you know, your physical, what your human meat suit looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's an interesting concept because, you know, what I think of when I, you know, I think of awareness of knowing how to assess a, a situation to know like what type of energy is present in that moment, but also assessing the other end. Like if you're in a partnership, right? Whether it's a relationship or a yeah. friendship or a business dynamic, knowing how to work with that other person based off of the energy that they're presenting in that moment. Right. So like in, my like even in our dynamic a lot of times you talk about a lot how there are times where i'm very type a you know i'm a planner and how you are a lot more go with the flow um but there's definite moments as well where we've talked about either one of us feeling like we are too much in our head and too much in our emotions and needing to kind of have that perspective broken and knowing and having kind of like, we had this conversation the other day where you were feeling kind of in your feels and I was trying to help you step outside of that um, to be able to see it from a different vantage point so that you could not be in that spiral anymore. Um, so I feel like being able to identify the energy that you're facing and know how to balance that energy or feed in, whether you need to feed into it or counteract it, you know, so, you know, the goal, I think it sounds like, is to have a healthy balance, whether that's yeah, a working relation, a, you know, a partnership with, you know, a friend, a partnership with a loved one. Um, I, I'm thinking of so many situations where, you know, being able to tap into what that other side the energy is to be able to know how to either support it or counteract it or balance it to help again find that balance to me seems like something that can be very valuable in a lot of situations yeah i love that you point that out because um it, it's almost like when you get to like if you think of it as a meter where you know on one side is like super feminine on the other side's masculine when you're in yeah. like your feels like you said like this is something that happens to me pretty frequently is that I get way too far into my feels. I can't get out of it. Like I yeah. physically can't. And and the, even if the awareness is there, yeah. And so to have you or like my husband's really good at this, um, just kind of ground me a little bit and mm -hmm. talk me through it so I can like slowly climb out of it is so beneficial. And, mm -hmm. and I love this like, you know, I, I really do think that relationships work really well when you're opposites, because oh, 
like there has to be some like symmetry there, some um, like connection, obviously to like kind of spark that, um, oh, you like this, I like this too. And then, it, you know, but I do think having opposite energy is actually really balancing. So like my husband mm -hmm. is very much, it's interesting because he's very much go with the flow. Like we'll get there when we get there. Um, but at the same time, he's very strategic and like problem solving oriented and yeah, very practical. Yeah. Practical is a really good word um, where I'm like really dreamy and <laughs> I'm so dreamy. Um, really like my head is clouds half the time and I, it's really hard for me to focus on one thing because I'm, I like trail off so quickly onto like, but what if I moved to Africa and I went and like had a safari and it just like completely off topic. And so yeah, you get lost so, in your thoughts of all the possibilities. Yeah. And so to have somebody who can like, you know, basically I'm, I'm imagining myself as a balloon floating up and like, he's holding like, the string, oh like stay here. <laughs> um, but also, you know, him needing some of that, like, it's okay to have feelings and it's okay to express yourself and ask for things or, um, you know, it's okay if we just don't necessarily have everything planned and, and we go out of the normal sink of what people are conditioned to believe, you know, needs to happen. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like that, that, and our friendship, like you said, is also a really great example of that, like, yin and yang energy, and it balances really well. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because I think everybody possesses both. Um, it's just, I think there are some people that tend to gravitate and lean one way versus the other. Like, as you were talking about your husband, I was thinking a lot about my husband, and he, in a lot of ways, is very similar, but I feel like there's all like the, like when you were describing how you get like stuck in that like overly emotional too much in your feels state i do that as well and he he has a very good way of like pulling me out of that and helping me to uh think a little bit more logically and not so you know emotionally and finding mm -hmm. that balance but he's also so much more of a dreamer and like an anything is possible type of person I, you know, it's so funny because I'm thinking, you know, as you were talking, I'm thinking, well, like, you know, he always has all these, these ideas and all these possibilities and all these goals. And, and I always joke with him. I'm like, man, you are so much more of a risk taker than I am. I'm always the one that's <laughs> in reality of like, well, if that doesn't work, then what's our plan B? And, and it's just so funny how we in different settings and in different situations or with different topics how we flip roles and there are times where wow. really really emotional and really really um in tune with my feminine energy and he helps to kind of ground me and pull me back more a little bit to center and then there are times where he is really tapping into that that energy that creativity that um mm -hmm that like you were talking about that trail of like, you know, 
stumbling on upon topic upon topic he does the same thing and there's times where i'm like all right bring it back now like i focus on me let's what, okay. what we we're talking okay. about so there's times where like the roles flip for us and as you're like telling me all the stuff i'm like wow like it's it's all within us and i think again Absolutely. society has has a role in conditioning what people tend to um highlight in themselves or what's a good way to put it like it's all in there it's just what you allow people access to and yeah you know i think because he and i know know each other so well that that we are are very um open with each other so we see both sides of it so often but I mean, and, we, and you and I, the same way, like we, we each kind of play that role of grounder at different moments for each other um, and dreamer at different moments of, you know, and, and it's, I can think of times where you and I have both been in that, you know, feminine energy where we're just like <laughs> ideas and possibilities. Yeah. And it's just such an interesting topic to think about how that energy can balance or how, it can just snowball depending on where you're at and who you're interacting with and where they're at. This is, it's very interesting to me. No, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. And I, I love how you're, you're exploring, like I'm, I'm listening to the wheels kind of turn as you're yeah. talking that we really are. I mean, we're all the yin and the yang. We're all of the mm -hmm. sun and the moon. Like there's both inside of us. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter, again, what your physical traits are, but you're, you're going to cycle through both masculine and feminine energy, even just throughout the day. Uh -huh. And this kind of made me realize that in my coaching practice, like, it's cool because I'm kind of marrying both the masculine and the feminine, where you're you're a, as a life coach like it's very much that masculine energy goal setting you know yes. how can we structured. fix this very structured you know um but there's the intuitive aspect of it where i'm i'm dreaming and like i want to encourage my clients like if you have some sort of dream like you want to start a business or i mean i wouldn't be here unless my coach said well why can't you yeah. When I was like, oh, coaching is really like, man, this is lighting me up, but I, I could never do it. And she was like, well, why can't you? I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, why can't I? You know, just to have that balance <laughs> of like the, the masculine and feminine um, in a mentor or a teacher is really cool too. Like now, now I'm even thinking about um, like, instructors or people who have coached me that I really resonate with. And it's because they do a really great job about balancing like, okay, here's like the formal um, curriculum, right? Where like, you know, whether it's a video or, or um, I don't know, like paper oriented, like that's very masculine to me. Yeah. Then you have these like epic conversations and like healing sessions and you're dreaming and you know really into the intuition and it's because they marry the both so well like they're not way super woo woo so that's mm -hmm. and I know I'm going on a tangent but bear with me 
So that's <laughs> one thing, you know, that I really struggled with when I kind of first started going down the spiritual rabbit hole. It was like, I thought in order to be spiritual, I had to like eat psychedelic mushrooms and go off to <laughs> South America with shamans and, you know, be put under trances. And that's not me. Like it doesn't, um, necessarily fit and that's not to say like if that's your experience or an experience you want to have go for it because you're, you're only here once right so at least in this body so go you know go for it but no I did kind of trail but the spiritual teachers or, or mentors that I've worked with that I've really felt called to follow are because they have a really great way of grounding what seems ungroundable, which seems like super woo-woo, super out of reach. Like they make it very tangible in, and it's, again, it's kind of going back to that, that balanced energy. Mm-hmm. So that's just something that came up that I, I like that aha moment. So <laughs> do you think that the goal is to find that balance and that like, homeostasis of like knowing how to marry the two or do you think that the goal and I maybe this depends on the person do you think the goal is knowing when to to lean in whichever direction does that make sense like because I find that I don't know that's my question I guess is what what is the goal and is that goal maybe just a moving target (laughs) yeah I feel like that's a really good question and what's coming to me is like left hand versus right hand like Mm -hmm. uh, both you and I are left-handed so shout out to all the lefties um (laughs) but like you're just kind of born that way like you don't you know what I mean so to me that's kind of like saying you're kind of born more feminine energy or you're kind of born with like um, more masculine energetic traits. So I feel like there's probably going to be a little bit of a lean one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So it's finding balance in what works for you. So for me as a dreamer, you know, I'm, I'm leaning more towards that feminine energy and it's how do I, how do I find balance where I am? by incorporating some of the masculine when it makes sense. So I think it, it's a little bit of both, is that you kind of um, lean into one versus the other, but you still have to be able to find balance in both. You just may use one more than the other because your personality is kind of more geared towards one. D- does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yes, that does make sense. I, and I, I keep coming back to, you know, this topic, like you had said previously of awareness, um, and being able to identify in yourself where, you know, which way you sort of tend to naturally gravitate towards, um, Mm -hmm. but also in an awareness of the situation or your counterpart in a situation and knowing how to contour your approach to something to have favorable outcome, whether it's problem solving or working on a project, or I, I feel like 
to me, the biggest lesson from this conversation is one, just this concept in general, I had never even thought of or had any awareness to, like I never knew it was a thing. Like I think part of me probably knew that there was something there, but didn't really know what it was. But then I think also this idea of learning and being able to have that self-awareness for yourself and have enough awareness of the situation or people around you that you're working with to be able to, again, know how and when to contour and how to, you know, yeah. Cause I'm thinking of yeah, situations that have had, like, we've had really, I've had a really good interaction because I was able to balance out or meet somebody in the middle there in that like kind of happy homeostasis state where it's just all flowing. But then I'm also thinking of situations where I'm like, oh, if only I had thought about it from this perspective, maybe we wouldn't have gotten stuck and not really have the end result that we were trying to achieve. Does that make sense? Do you think, yeah, do you think in those situations where you were stuck, it was because you were like leaning too far into one trait? But like both yeah. of you, what are that group of yes. you? Yeah, I, I can think of situations where the struggle now kind of thinking it from this perspective, the struggle was coming from the fact that like in using my husband and I as an example, we had a, a conversation recently and we were, you know, we started out, you know, in a very um, probably closer to the middle. And then as we started to converse, I felt myself, I, I could, looking back, could see a point where I started gravitating in one direction and he started gravitating in another direction and we got so far apart that we both ended up mm. extremely frustrated and stuck. Like we were both stuck in that very polarized state and we really couldn't get out of it. And we had to kind of just know like, okay, this is not a productive conversation any longer. And, um, and it's like time to just call it and revisit later when we're in a better place. But like now looking at that situation from this perspective of energy, neither one of us were able to like pull each other back to the middle. And as we started gravitating out to opposite ends, that's when things really like what we got too far gone. And, um, I think now, if I had had the awareness now, I think mm -hmm. I probably could have either just said, hey, like, we need to reset and maybe talk later, or hey, let's reset now. Um, but it could have helped me in that situation to have a little bit more of a um, healthy and productive conversation. Yeah, I'm actually, as we're like talking about this more and more in the aspect of relationships, I'm recognizing that um, at least for me, and I'm just kind of exploring this idea. So I, I, I don't want to say like, this is a definitive like uh, perspective, but I feel like a lot of people who have toxic relationships, or if you immediately like if you think of somebody when I say toxic relationships if you think of an individual 
that comes to mind, most likely they are on the extreme end and like they're having a hard time coming back to marry, you know, balance, be balanced. And, you know, like narcissist, for example, would probably be really heavy in that masculine energy and not be able to be come back more towards the feminine, be more giving and um, open to receiving and listening. And so it's really interesting, like as we're talking about this and kind of putting it in the aspect of relationships, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to on the idea that, like you were saying, when you're like so far, whether both of you are on opposite spectrums, where where there's one person on a, on a total far end and they can't come back, or um, you're both leaning towards one. Yeah, like any really can go either way. Extreme, it's like it's not going to be a healthy conversation. <laughs> it's just not going to yeah. go well. Um, yeah. So I like I thought that awareness is like coming to me right now. I'm like, wow, like just thinking about so many um, situations where that's ringing true for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, it's just interesting to really think about relationships in the perspective of like yin and yang and sun and moon, like that masculine feminine energy and um, how unhealthy relationships tend to be when the relationship is sitting in one of those extreme states. Mm-hmm. And even as you're, you're talking through all this, um, you know, thinking back to some of our previous conversations and one of those, uh, the topics of expectations, um, mm-hmm. I think having an awareness of this and knowing kind of in yourself, which way you tend to gravitate, like my husband, I, I, get in moments where I am very emotional and I sometimes want to be pulled out of it, but sometimes I just want to sit in it and feel it a little bit and process those emotions. And we've had a lot of conversations over the years about that because sometimes it can be very helpful for him to help pull me out of it and ground me and get my, my thoughts more clear. But then sometimes I get really frustrated with him when I when I know I'm in that moment of I really just need to sit and marinate in this and like let my body and my mind and my soul process all of these emotions. Yes, he, I love he that. So he has over the years <laughs> learned how to communicate with me, but he has gotten really frustrated because he's like, Well, which is it? <laughs> Do you <laughs> like let you be and just say they're there everything's going to be okay or do you want me to help pull you out of it and when he said that to me it was this like aha moment of like how can i expect him to know <laughs> which yes. to wear and we've actually you know worked on me being more communicative with him in saying, I just need to vent a minute and I just need to get these feelings out. I don't need you to provide a solution. I don't need you to help me work mm-hmm. it out. I just need to express these feelings. And he has said to me, you just gotta let me know if that's what you're looking for in me in that moment. And I will happily just I let you that. say what you need to say. And and so it's like this topic really 
can very closely tie in with expectations because he was setting expectations for me and saying, I need you to, to say, tell me what your expectations are. And I need for you to tell me what you're seeking in this situation or what you need in this situation. And I will help mm -hmm. you in the best way that I can. But if you're not clear with me, so one, he's, he's setting an expectation with me that he needs for me to communicate that to him. And I need to be clear with him and what my expectations are in that situation. But none of that is really even possible if you don't have the awareness of what, what your needs are. Absolutely. And what your state is. So it, it like, it, it all is like coming together for me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I want to. I'm having so many light bulbs going off in my head. Oh yay! I love the, I love those conversations, and I feel like we have them a lot. But I want to also, um, kind of share like a different, um, right? Because the feminine and being in the feelings, but I also want to share like the positive of masculine. So if you're ever in a moment where like you're problem solving and like you get that light bulb. And you're like, that's the solution. And you're like busy in that solution and in that state of solutioning. And somebody interrupts you and you just want to smack them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you feel very aggressive about it. You're like, but my idea, um, you know, my solution. And so it, it, even in that moment, like you're saying, setting that expectation, like, you know, and I, I would imagine that this would probably be more relevant for like a work situation mm -hmm. where somebody's coming to you and asking for something and then you just having to say, Hey, you know, I'm wrapping something up. Can you give me yeah. five minutes so that you're not interrupted? And you don't let, let me finish this email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that is definitely something that, and again, as a former people pleaser, I'd be, I would stop I'd be like, what, what can I help you with? What do you need? And then when you try to go back to that thing that you were working on, you're like, God damn it. <laughs> I lost it. Like you can't, you can't quite get back in. And then you're mad at yourself. You're mad at the person for interrupting you. But in reality, you didn't set the proper expectation. You didn't um, express what your needs were in that moment. So, you know, just another, another example on the opposite spectrum, but I love that. Um, how you're tying it back to setting expectations and also expressing what you need because a lot of the times we mm -hmm. don't, we don't even know what we need first of all. So that awareness is going to be very helpful in determining that and like recognizing, like you said earlier, this is actually just a moment where I need to really process my feelings. Like I actually need to stay here for a while. So yeah. if you can just give me some time. So I love that you said that because um, that's definitely where I felt this week as well. Like I was in the fields and I was like, usually, especially at work, like if you get upset or crying, there's no crying in baseball. Um, <laughs> it's frowned upon, right? Like you're not supposed yeah. to do it. And I was yeah. recognizing this was like probably like Thursday. I was like, I need to go take a walk and actually just allow myself to do this or I'm going to be in my next meeting and, and be a blubbering mess. So mm -hmm. um, I, I like that you're uh, like giving yourself permission and allowing yourself to be in that energy, whether it's masculine or feminine. Yeah. So I actually learned that um, several years back, I 
was working with a therapist on some some issues that I was feeling frustrated with that I was feeling really stuck on and this topic came up with um that I so historically for me um I have had to put a lot of work concerted effort into allowing myself to feel the feels um I think I was kind of raised where like you didn't have outbursts you didn't have strong emotions um you know don't don't cry or i'll give you a reason to cry type of a mentality mm -hmm. and so for me like my instinct was very much like i i need to figure out how to move past these emotions very quickly and sometimes that didn't work for me so I always felt this internal like struggle whenever I had really strong emotions because I didn't really know how to, to move past them as quickly as I thought I should. So I would get very mm -hmm. frustrated with myself. And this therapist that I was working with was like, well, why do you feel like you need to like move past the emotion? Like every emotion has a different uh, space in, in you. Oh, and th yeah, there's no like, set mold of like you get five minutes to feel the way you feel and then you got to move on and that's kind of how I like had always approached things it was like all right buck up Jessica you know get get it out of your system move on get on to the next thing this is not productive like I had been conditioned to try to yeah. be very male energetic and I think you know in talking through with a therapist you know she said there's no like there's no rule to it and you have to allow yourself to be able to fully process it and feel it and work through it and come to terms with it in a healthy way to be able to truly move on because i had so much bottled up inside so much mm -hmm. a lot of anger that i wasn't really knowing how to process so i just wasn't i was like putting it in a box and saying okay you're you've had your lot of time you need to move on and but it was still there and so it just it wasn't a healthy way to deal with it and so she really helped me to kind of identify and learn that some things like you say are legitimately upsetting or frustrating or whatever that feeling is and it's okay to live in that moment for a little while and allow yourself to feel it and think through it and accept it and be able to like move on when it when you're okay to move on um and and i just like that's been a focus of mine for the past couple of years is really just finding that healthy balance of knowing how to approach those emotions and and now this whole topic of energy a lot of of that i think ties in in, in with that yeah and i i want to share also um something that is coming up for me for, for both of us, I think, is that, you know, a lot of the times we're kind of, um, like you said, you're, you're uh, conditioned to believe that you have five minutes to feel this emotion and that's it, you're done. Mm -hmm. Well, one, like you said, that's not the case, that that time slot is indefinite. It's however long you need, but also it can be as many moments as you need as well. Like just because you're feeling this um today grief is a really great example of this like oh, yeah. just because you're grieving today doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be grieving next week but then if that grief comes back around 
you know, days later, it's okay. And again, that frustration about um, embarrassment is a good one. Um, you know, there are a ton of things where I'm like, I think back on my childhood and I, I'm like, God, or, or like as, as a young adult, like in your 20s and you're like, why did I do that? Like, oh, <laughs> and so, you know, I, I just feel that it's important to say that it's not just allowing yourself more time in, in like the sense of a, a single day, but also yeah. allowing yourself time within your, your lifetime to process it as many times as you need to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a topic that I've been thinking a lot about as Ashton is getting older and I'm thinking about, you know, how, you know, the environment that I want him to be in and mm -hmm. how I want to teach him how to deal with his emotions. And I'm sure it's a topic that you think about a lot, being that you're, your kids are a lot more in that state of learning about all of that. Um, I just, I've been thinking a lot, so much about it lately, just because as a parent, you know, you want to do the best for your kids. And so you think a right. lot of, you know, I, at least I've been thinking a lot about, you know, well, well, dang, like I have my, my personal life experiences, but then it's also, what do I want his life experiences to be? And how do I learn from my experiences to pass on healthy habits to him? It's been on my mind a lot lately. Yeah, I really feel like our generation in particular is really doing this like heavy lifting of processing old emotions, um, allowing, and it's really cool because some of the groups, like the other groups that I'm in um, that are kind of in that spiritual self-development, self-care realm, you're seeing these young kids come in and their intuition is just like blown open and they're like, I'm in my feels today. I'm like, I can't even imagine being a teenager or a young adult it's being like, <laughs> yeah. And knowing that like, you know what? I got this feeling that's coming up and I need some time to feel it. Like that just blows my mind. And the ability to like give yourself that permission. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's so, so much of it is also, you know, just generational, right? Like our parents' generation was oh, raised in a certain way. We were raised in a certain way. And, and I think a lot of what our generation is trying to do is break some of that generational pattern um, so that hopefully the next generations can, you know, not experience some of those things. Um, it's just such an interest and we really snowballed into a whole different topic now. <laughs> you know, just, I think really what, you know, again, still what really resonates for me is just that awareness, you know, that learning of the concept and then just being able to take it a step further and having more awareness and knowing how, how to see and how to act on, on those different energies. Yeah, definitely. And I would take it a step further and I would ask anybody who's watching um, live on Facebook or if you're tuning into the podcast, um, really examine your relationships in your life and, um, you know, some of those relationships that may be toxic versus healthy 
and see if you agree if you find that those more toxic toxic relationships are because either like you're both on extreme ends of that energy scale or one person is or you know you're not able to kind of come back to the middle and balance versus mm -hmm. your healthy relationships like you were saying with your husband and my husband and between you and I personally mm -hmm. um, we both can tend to get to the extremes but there's a really beautiful way of like pulling the other person back in a little more from that extreme and um, being more grounded so I love that as kind of like a something to leave everybody with a thought yeah. to kind of you know muse on later today really kind of bring your awareness to you know the masculine and feminine energy in your life and um, kind of play around with it and like you were saying Jess you know the next time you're feeling overwhelmed or um, stuck or kind of one of those heavier emotions kind of think about where you are on the energetic scale. Are you like really in your masculine? Are you really in your feminine? And what can you do to kind of balance yourself? So I think we'll, um, we'll leave it there. Do you have anything you want to share? I don't think we have any announcements today. I don't think so. I just, this, you know, it's funny going into this topic. I was like, Hmm, I don't really know anything about this, but it's something <laughs> I really have connected very closely with. <laughs> awesome. Good. No, that's great. I, yeah. It was, it, it was funny when we were chatting, you were like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, we'll be fine. It'll be good. We'll be I was great. like, I'm sure she'll um, explain it to me and I'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> it'll be fine. No, thank you so much, Jess, for joining me today. Thank you, everybody. I saw quite a few people pop in on Facebook. Thank you for joining us live. And I hope you all have a beautiful weekend and enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Bye.